It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Columbus, Columbus is a lot like that anyway. It's a lot of stuff that goes on that is only uh, known through cliques and cultically. Everybody has their own little niche and their own little circle, you know. Which is sad because there, there could be so much more collaboration. Yeah, we're export town right now. That's so, true. you know, we have a lot of great talent, and then it gets pillaged uh-huh. and picked off right. to New York and Los Angeles and Atlanta. Keep it here. Yeah. Keep it here. Dallas and Austin, but I mean, you can't you can't blame people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of like uh, India, for okay. example. How many doctors, engineers, yeah. scientists, the best and the mm-hmm. brightest, come over here That's and true. never go home? Yeah. You know? Same thing with a lot of uh, African countries as well. Mm-hmm. They come over here, Asian countries, they come over here and they never go home. Yeah. So the best and the brightest of your community, the shining stars of your community, aren't in your community. Mm-hmm. So your community is suffering because all that's, that's left is everybody else. Yeah. But that and, can change, though. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of a, a broad. I don't like making broad. No, but it makes sense. But it... I mean, there's a little truth, well, a lot of truth, mm-hmm. to that to that notion. Do you think? I always wonder though if that could change. I mean, eventually, it's you know, like it's generational. Atlanta is now becoming the hub for actors. Mm-hmm. They're not going to New York. They're not going to L.A. They're not even going to Chicago as much because everything is being filmed in Atlanta. Yeah. Well, Chicago is really segregated, so I can imagine why people yeah. wouldn't want to go there, and it's expensive. It's too cold. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very segregated, mm-hmm. so it's hard to accurately depict what yeah. Chicago actually is because most people don't go to all of Chicago. Mm-mm. Even when I visited, I didn't go to all of Chicago. It's a lot. There's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, and there's a lot of tolls, and there's a lot of confusing road structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, cities are engineered the way that they're engineered on purpose. It's yeah. not. It's not a mistake <laughs> like, where a highway yeah. runs. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody sits there and makes a mistake. Mm-hmm something that is consciously planned so whereas you may have three grocery stores mm-hmm. in one area thus that area is able to thrive yeah the other area has no grocery stores and thus they're forced to go 15 20 miles maybe I in some cases a lot of those people don't even have transportation it's set up that way yeah. but you know you want what you want mm-hmm. and there isn't going to be more land so you have to make the land that's present as valuable and desirable to the people that you want to purchase it as possible. Are you sure you're not a city planner? <laughs> you're quite good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a guy come from the city uh, try to charge me $250 a trash can. What? Well, they, they <laughs> got... gold? Yeah, they have to get their money. They have to get their money however they can. Anyway. It's but a trash can. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I know. But in the, in the, it's a racket. You know, yeah. it's like the lottery. $250 a can is $500 a house. It's mm-hmm. a recycling bin and a trash can. Both of them sit on the curb past three days, that's $500 a house. There's more than 20 houses in my neighborhood. Yeah. So that's 10 of them, mm-hmm. $500 a pop, you made $5,000 off the neighborhood. I feel, like, I feel like this is something you should be doing. 
<laughs> the guy told uh we went to the whole spiel he came he was like man i really don't want to do this <laughs> i really don't want you to he was like if you could just move him and i was like well you know i understand yeah. that you're doing a job but yeah I, once I, we broke that down you ever thought about running for city council <laughs> no no, no. i'll vote for you yeah you know what if you vote for me, bro, I'll run. I'll run, I'll run for I, you. I do feel bad for people that do, like, door-to-door soliciting. I always I always answer. Because yeah. it's like, I don't. you don't. It's so hard to do. Yeah. Like, last I year, I, I, I canvassed in Iowa. And oh, yeah. knocking on doors, it, it's brutal. Because, like, the moment they they open the door, you're, you, you know you're you on yep. the wall. Yeah. Tense them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, what do you want? What, what is it? What, what can I do for I, you? I'm here to talk to you about politics. Oh, I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. politics. Mm-hmm. I I had canvassed for the Fresh Start Initiative when they were originally putting, uh, I, feel, I think it was Responsible Ohio, mm. was putting marijuana on the ballot, they were trying mm. to get marijuana on the ballot. Yeah. And up until this point, the governor had vetoed every bill that they sent his way. They would get all the signatures and they would veto it. Mm. Well, the strategy, of course, you know, like all things where there's billions of dollars to be made, mm-hmm. Responsible Ohio is a racket too. Mm-hmm. It's not act right. like it's just you know yeah. good faith, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it was set up where all of these people had already divvied up basically the pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Lachey and friends had already decided who was gonna get the dispensaries, okay. who was gonna get the grow ops, etc., yeah. etc. The way to get the common man to sign on mm-hmm. was the uh, the the act that they had us canvas for, where it would expunge you of your marijuana offenses. Oh. Everybody knows somebody that yeah. was affected in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. whether it be a ticket, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, by marijuana prohibition. Mm-hmm. So the thought process is, if when we get our ticket on the ballot for us to make all of this money, we put this little thing in there and you guys will vote for it. You'll get your That's marijuana, yeah. but we still get our billions of dollars. I mean, it's mm-hmm. politics. You know? I'm not good at politics. I've always prided myself as a Jack of all trades, master of that. Type. You are. I'm beginning to see, like, you don't sit still very well, do you? No, I, well, I'm a Gemini, so I'm bouncing between them. Okay. Gemi- wait, I'm not good at all the signs if my kids aren't one of them. But <laughs> Gemini is May? May 21st to Ju- tw- June 21st. Technically, I am a cusp on okay. the very last day. Okay. So I'm a Gemini Cancer. Does that mean that you flip flop between? ideas all the time I flip flop between a lot of things <laughs> but I it's not like I'm a person that's I think it's it's contrary to popular belief that you're a finicky person when you do mm. that uh it's not so much that I'm a finicky person I just I am very conscious of the fleeting nature of time mm. so with that being said there's so much that I want to accomplish within a lifetime yeah and there's so little opportunity to do it, mm-hmm. especially when you have to do these things through your own merits and your own monies and your own. Mm-hmm. There's no sponsorship or funding. You know, you create these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I've always been a. Uh, I'm use the right terminology. <laughs> uh, free spirit, I guess. Yeah. For lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. So, wherever my passions lie. If I say that I want to do it, I mm-hmm. try to do you it. You do it, yeah. yeah. Whether it be writing or producing mm-hmm. or acting or doing podcasts or whatever, you know. 
Okay. I can't say that I didn't attempt it. Mm-hmm. I've never been that person. Are you, this is probably one of my worst qualities, are you ever a start something but don't finish it person, or do you see it through? Like, if I you write start, something, you've got to finish it. I start it. plenty of things that I don't finish. Okay, good. I but I don't believe that those things are over. Okay. You know, like, That's fair. because they're unfinished doesn't mean that they'll always, I feel like inspiration is one of those things that comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And depending on the season that we're in in life, our output is dictated mm-hmm. that, you know when there's certain when there's a certain level of pressure your at your output is different than when there's a certain level of freedom you're able to move with a, yeah. a bit of je ne sais quoi if Ooh, you will i like that <laughs> <laughs> like, i try i try to pull them out I when like i can that. i, I, I try to i don't use that term often enough really i need to it's a it's a cool one the french a, ones are the best no the, oui, french oui. Are, the french are the best i know so little french i like the uh, the joke it's uh, this is a callback to a movie and i hate callbacks to movies <laughs> but in austin powers it's such a subtle joke it's uh, uh dr evil is saying he has a certain i don't know what which is literally <laughs> je ne sais quoi <laughs> 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 I don't know what. Yeah, but I think of uh, what's the soup du jour? <laughs> soup Ooh, that sounds nice. I'll have that. That does. <laughs> it's a certain way that you say things. It's often it about the package. I I use the word, and everybody makes fun of me. Ambiance. I love ambiance. But people are like you're saying it wrong. Ambiance. Yeah. I'm like no 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 ambiance. I've, I've never said ambiance. That sounds disgusting. It does, doesn't it? It sounds like ambi. <laughs> ambi. It sounds like the peel. Like something to make you fall ambient, make yeah. yourself fall asleep. Look, no, no, no. But you know, you know, Ambiance. the classless will say ambience. <laughs> ambience. ambience, or people from like northeast, sorry, northeast Ohioans, ambience, who have the yeah. accent and they yeah. pretend like they don't have the Cleveland accent. They do. Yeah. They all do. Yeah. Well, it's the the kind of the stereotypical American terms of well, I I I'm doing things the right way. I say ambience right. Well, You're the one who says it weird by right. saying ambiance. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, it's a Midwestern thing, too. It we is. We kind of have that, that little tinge of phony politeness politeness to us. <laughs> and it wasn't until I went to other places. Like, yeah. I went to New York for my birthday. First oh. time I've ever been. And the people really are pretty terrible. <laughs> I don't know if that's a common knowledge type of thing. Like, if everybody just knows that. Or if, I'm sure they know that. Oh, yeah. They're pretty... They're, oh, sorry, I, I was yeah. going to say they're pretty they're fucking well. terrible. You can but. say... You can, <laughs> they're pretty they're proud of it, actually. Yeah, they, they, they do. They yeah. really wear that like a badge of honor. Like, my Uber driver almost fought a guy. I almost fought a pizza guy. And I'm... <laughs> I am how I am right now most yeah. of the time. You right. know? <laughs> other than that, I'm reserved. So it's either this or mm-hmm. the other one. So with that being said, I'm usually a pretty, you know, jovial character. Yeah. For lack of a better term, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's just an asshole. Like, yeah. just oh my god! And they, it, like, you're right, and they wear it with pride. Yeah, and I, I mean, I love, I love you, New Yorkers. You're lovely humans. It's a beautiful city. It's just a different mindset. Culture, I feel like, yeah, it's a different culture, and I think they're kind of turned off by the way we do things too, mm-hmm. because there's a certain, like I said, it's, it's phony. You yeah. know, we're not all very nice. You no, know? we're over, <laughs> we're overly polite. Yes, the ope, ope, ope. I, oh, oh, excuse me there. Well, Sorry. why didn't you watch where you were going? And I, I don't mean to. Yeah, like, move out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Or there's one that I like that they do in the grocery store often. And I don't know if this is a cultural thing or if it's just, you know, if it's just something we do here. I don't do it. 
But if they're behind you with a cart and they need you to get past you, so mm-hmm. you're looking at the ketchup. Yeah. Behind, they'll just sit there and wait. Oh, I don't do that. They'll just sit there and wait. Maybe it's just a me thing. They'll just sit there and wait. And, you know, normally I think the goal is to make you feel so uncomfortable that you, that move. you move. The passive aggressive. And ori- originally, you know, that was my thought because I don't like, I'm not a huge fan of awkward. Yeah. I'm not, no. you know, I don't even like watching it really. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll watch it because it's humorous, mm-hmm. but I can feel it like palpably through the screen. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, initially, you know, I would move out the way. Mm-hmm. And then I got into this concept. I think I got it from my wife. I got into this concept of owning my space. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, you can say something. I or, do. Or fuck you and wait. <laughs> 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 I mean, we all got. How choices. are those Cheerios? Did you decide <laughs> on them yet? The guy who's doing that, I'm, I'm literally just waiting. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> dude, just, he's in front of the ketchup. I can wait. You just wait. I just wait. Oh, I don't. See, I do the excuse me thing. I, I do. Well, I yeah. say it, it, well, it gets to a certain point. I should say that. Like, it gets to a certain point, and if it's like. Come on, get out of the way. You know, then that's there's, one thing. There's only a couple yeah. varieties of this. Well, I, there's more and more every day. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing I'm, I have, I have to do that's so that I can't wait another thirty seconds for somebody to choose their ketchup. You that's know what I mean? Yeah. So I just. And they should be going for Heinz anyway. Come on. And maybe yeah. I'm Come selfish because I feel like there's always something pressing that I have to do. I, yeah. <laughs> I went to a grocery store. Uh, this episode Couple. brought to you by Heinz. <laughs> Heinz ketchup. Best ketchup out there. I've done a Heinz commercial before. Really? Yep. Really? It was not aired. It was terrible. They had to pay you though, right? They did not. Really? Oh, no. see, that's was, not good. See, okay, big companies like to do this thing where they go, hey, creatives, make us a commercial, and if we choose your commercial, oh. we'll pay you money for it. And what they get is a whole boatload of free creative mm-hmm. that they don't have to pay an agency for. Right. Yeah. And I mean, smart. Like voices. Voices. dot com was something that they was te- were telling me about when I was in school. Because I went to, uh, I went to Ohio Center for Broadcasting at the time. Oh, okay. Now the Ohio Media School. Okay. Uh, and they would tell you, oh, uh, yeah, just go to voices. dot com and you can submit your work and they'll pick your work and you pay for this membership, etc., oh. etc., etc. Excuse me if I beer burp. I'm sorry. Mm, beer burp all your <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm it's not the first beer burp. <laughs> well, I wanted to I warn you ahead no, of time. I, I didn't want to just be like, yeah. Blah, blah. You can't. <laughs> it wouldn't be that abnormal on this show, really. No, not at all. No, it's we, very on brand. We look fancy, but. <laughs> See, I, I, I've seen I've seen a couple of episodes. You had some prestigious guests on here, so I don't want to. We've lucked out. We've honestly, I and I want to get into this with you, with your podcast and stuff, but. The weirdest part of all of this is it's not hard to book guests because people love to talk about themselves. They do. And to have the filmed opportunity yeah. that you can talk. See, our, our experiences are slightly different in that <laughs> regard. But I think I think it's, a lot of things are about perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I like to call what we do guerrilla style okay. of doing things. Because it's kind of, you know, we grab what we can from here, we grab what we can from here, and create the best thing possible from the pieces that we compose. Right. And when you look at certain people, we all all do it. Mm -hmm. When you look at certain people, you come to certain conclusions about them. There's the the old trope, uh, you could tell if you want to sleep with a person in 15 seconds of seeing them. So, you know, people look each other up and down from Uh head to shoe, and they make 
certain judgments yeah. about what it is that you're capable of accomplishing right. and what it is that you have accomplished. Yeah. So a lot of what 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 I would run into is because before I started doing podcasts, I was always a musician. Mm-hmm. So you run into a lot of your peers. You want to a lot of these people are formerly my peers. Yeah. So you kind of look at things with the side eye. Or they mm. they look at things with a bit yeah. of a side. Oh, you're doing this now. Oh, or, really? yeah. It's, okay. it's a little bit of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're in a competitive business. Mm-hmm. There's not very many. It's not very many stakes, and there's a lot of dogs. So, uh, yeah. Everybody wants at least a piece of steak. So, with that being <laughs> said, if you appear to have something that someone else does not have, mm-hmm. it appears that there's less available for them. Right. So, there's a, there's a crabs in a bucket, and maybe it's a community issue. I Probably. don't know. But there's there's definitely a crabs in a bucket mentality yeah. when it comes to these type of things. I'm always shocked, and this I run into this in the the acting field of how. I can imagine. Uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Picked a, a real great career. Uh, but just of how shocked we are when there is collaboration, which is stupid. Like we should all be collaborating. But yet we put these barriers of competition up often for no good reason. But a lot of it is about how people look in acting. So there's a lot of insecurity that mm-hmm. comes with it. You know, even if I don't want to feel hostility towards you, mm-hmm. if we go for the same role and you get chosen for the role and I do not get chosen for the role mm-hmm. and we look similar mm-hmm. but different, I'm going to naturally single out the differences between us that must have been what it is it's mm-hmm. something within yep. human nature yep you know we pick ourselves apart mm-hmm. so you oh man i was too fat or mm-hmm. oh my nose is too big or whatever mm-hmm. you know uh kanye west had a great song everything i'm not i'm not makes me everything i am mm. you know and it's one of those type of things you know a lot of the opportunities and the situations that I've been uh, graced to find myself in mm-hmm. are because of things that were once perceived as flaws. Interesting. Scatterbrainness, you know? Yeah. Uh, not uh, having traditional disciplines. Hmm. Not subscribing to traditional narratives, you know? Yeah. Especially within uh, our culture specifically. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of expectation of monolith, uh, monolithic. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. There's an expectation of us all to be similar. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So when you are outside of that, you know, it's funny, Joe Biden said this. Uh, if you don't vote for me, you're probably not black. <laughs> <laughs> I can't vote for you off of that. Yeah. Off of the strength of that. I don't, I, you know, I, I, don't wanna, I don't know how people are about their political beliefs. Yeah. Some people are a little more iffy about them than other I don't really care mm-hmm. I uh, I think it's one of those things like picking a boxer to bet on yeah you know it's, it's still a blood sport yeah you know okay okay where are you originally from I was born in Dayton okay but I've grown up the majority of my life here okay so, so this I'm is home Valley Boy yeah Valley Boy yeah Miami Valley uh, you know oh. Dayton sits in the valley we sit on the hill do we though yeah we don't get the sun. In comparison, 
I mean, we don't worse. we don't sit in Cincinnati's hills. Cincinnati is right. Yeah. You know, but kind of goes like this. Maybe yeah. it's a flat land, but I guess compared to a valley, a flat land's a hill. <laughs> it's just, but that's what makes me mad about the winters here. Really? Because we're down so low, we don't get the sun. We don't get the tornadoes either. No, that's true. They got hit with a really bad one in Dayton a couple of years ago. Wiped out a large chunk of the city. Oh my gosh. And now I'm, I'm a, I feel like I'm talking way too much. I don't even know if we're recording. I'm just kind of running my mouth. This is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you about to get all the good stuff this now. Is, <laughs> this is how we do this thing. But I'm, Welcome to our award-winning podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get the awards, though. <laughs> is that how we did it? That's how you do it. But I, uh, I'm oh, kind of a, I guess, what would be considered a, I don't know if those even exist anymore, but what used to be considered a conspiracy theory. I feel like all the conspiracies have been all but confirmed at this point. Okay. But uh, Do you believe in aliens? Yeah. Okay. okay. I, well, I'll put it to you like this. Okay. I believe that there are things that are alien to us that are living outside in the world. Okay. I don't necessarily subscribe to the traditional... Uh, green. Yeah. Little green guys. Yeah. Okay. I, I also run, run things through a number of different uh, disciplines. Science, religion, logic, you know, realism, mm -hmm. all of those things are, mm -hmm. are kind of running through those scopes. And even if you're, if you're a, uh, uh, a spiritualist, mm -hmm. if you are a Hindu, they talk about transporting to other planets. Yeah. If you're a Christian, they talk about what's called principalities, mm -hmm. you know, things that fell from the stars. Yeah. You know, uh, ancient, uh, a lot of uh, the doggone tribe talk about the Syrian water people came mm -hmm. up from the water the mm -hmm. her people told them how to chart the stars mm -hmm. exactly where every star was in the in the universe mm -hmm. they were world-renowned cartographers in the 19th century when we found them without I feel telescopes like I'm learning so much I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is a great educational <laughs> <laughs> but with all that being said I don't believe people say things for no reason right so you know right. Things that are older than me, and then our government came out and confirmed it. I mean, yeah. the, what else? You, for the people that need the the oh, I need proof. I need evidence from somebody yeah. in a coat or a tie. Ties always make ties. you seem more. Something about Maybe a, I should a start Windsor knot. It's the Windsor. Well, but then they're given information by somebody in a coat and a tie, and they're like bullshit. And <laughs> <Yeah>. it's like, <laughs> well, <laughs> my my thought was no one cared. We got all of this information. You know, like, they come out, they tell you things like, oh, yeah, COINTELPRO was real. We did that. Oh, yeah, Tuskegee experiments really happened. We really did that. Yeah. And everybody's like, hey, what's on TikTok? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, it's just, we just go on. I feel like yeah. information comes so rapidly, mm -hmm. you don't really have time to care about it. And how quickly people get over stuff and forget about things. Oh my gosh. Somebody posted, and I felt bad because I'd forgotten about it, all the Canadian children that were buried under schools. Have you heard about yeah. this? No. It's <laughs> right? It's no, that's they've, a thing. They've like unearthed like 5,000 some bodies yeah. of children buried underneath Canadian schools. Like, like I don't serial know why. killer children? I don't know this is like, why. I don't, I, I can't remember the specifics of the situation. I, I'll, I'll do a quick Google but yeah, fact yeah. checking. No, That's but there wild. was somebody posted a just a Twitter or something like, in case you forgot, there have been five thousand, and it's like I did forget. 
Because yeah. we move on from things so, so quickly. So quick. Oh, well, shit. What <laughs> happened with Jeffrey Epstein? Did that ever get resolved? There was a whole list of guys really know. that parties with Jeffrey. No. <laughs> with I mean, Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. he and, dies and, and, and goes and away. And I would say it is one of the most like disturbing news stories that's come out in the past mm-hmm. thirty years. Well, I'm not a. I don't believe in coincidence. No. Uh, I think it's ironic that within the span of maybe two years, we had the the email scandal. Mm-hmm. Then we had the PizzaGate thing that everyone said was a hoax only to have this Jeffrey Epstein thing that everyone said was real that sounds exactly like the Pizzagate thing that everyone said was fake. What's the Pizzagate? I don't even remember that. Oh. This is your 5,000 children. Okay. Here we go. Okay. There was a, there's a supposedly an influential, and this gets everybody canceled that talks about it. So. Uh, but <laughs> uh, there was uh, a pizza shop, influential pizza shop okay. in uh, Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. called Comet Pizza. Supposedly, uh, a lot of D.C. Democratic fundraisers, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of events uh, were funneled through Comet Pizza. And mm-hmm. the owner and the chefs at Comet Pizza had a lot to do with the Clinton and Obama administration. They were very closely tied okay. to each other. And if I have a friend that makes pizza and I'm the president, of course, that's who's making my pizzas. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when that email thing came out, the WikiLeaks email situation, a lot of the, there were certain emails within those emails that sounded like when you speak in coded language. Hmm. Like uh, when people would call drugs t-shirts or something in the okay. 80s. You know, there was a lot of terminology like yeah. that. But the, the terminology and the symbolism that was in the emails represented terminology and symbolism that was released by the FBI mm. that was being used on chat sites for pedophiles. Things that meant uh, little boy lover and little girl lover oh, because gosh. those are things that people disguise to commune. No uh, matter what your illness is, yeah. people have a, a right. need to commune yeah. so they can't keep things to you. can <laughs> They can't Don't keep that. Don't because just I don't want to be the sailor either, but... It, he means shit. <laughs> <laughs> it can't keep them to themselves. Yeah. So, uh, the internet did what the internet does. And we're, we're brilliant at breaking things down and getting to the bottom of them via the internet. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Okay. They started piecing together pieces and this large narrative came together. They started looking into the social media accounts of the owners of this pizza shop. Oh, and geez. if you looked at the at the time, it's probably mm-hmm. been changed now. Yeah. But I went and looked myself, so it wasn't okay. like but if you looked at this person's Instagram and social media account, a lot of their posts were really disturbing. Mm. You know, and a lot of them looked like they had a lot of focus on things that were damaging to children. There was a lot of little kids and weird positions and oh, it was gosh. really yeah, it's really uh, stomach turning. It yeah. makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. So obviously, certain people are sparked enough to mm-hmm. dig into this. This becomes a huge news story. <laughs> that I missed. <laughs> <laughs> so the well, it's probably intentional because the yeah. you know, if there is truth to it, the people that are affected by this news story are also the people that fund the news. So the first thing that happens is, what I always find odd with conspiracies is, once a, a conspiracy starts to seem realistic, 
they always find a nut to represent the conspiracy, mm -hmm. which immediately discredits the right. entire community. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a guy, read all of these things. He's like, I'm going to save these children. Supposedly, there's a secret room in Comet Pizza where they did all of these rituals. You know, it ties into Satanism oh, and spirit gosh. cooking and all of that. You know, when we get into elitism and, mm -hmm. you know, billionaires and all of that, it's, it, it gets it gets great. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, he gets his guns, runs up oh. into the Comet Pizza, and can't find the room. Oh, jeez. They move the, the arcade. Uh, game and there's uh -huh. no room there. Now, mind you, uh, this story at this point is complete common knowledge. It's been on CNN, mm -hmm. Fox News, etc., etc. Yeah. So, if you are doing a racket, you have enough time to clean it up. Right. But uh, nonetheless, because there's no evidence of any of these things that you found, yeah. uh, it's a great uh, thing I saw in Boondocks. The absence, the absence of evidence is not necessarily the evidence of absence. So Ooh, I uh, like that. <laughs> it's another T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I get sued for that one. That, okay. They probably copy. Yeah, probably don't. Do that. <laughs> but do but it's true nonetheless. So this guy became the face of that whole theory. Yeah. So now you have to separate yourself from mm -hmm. that. You know, political correctness, cancel culture, those type of yeah. things. They are double-edged sword. There's a strong positive portion, and there's an extremely negative portion as well and you can fall to either one. Right. So a lot of oh, people wow. began separating themselves from that. Time passes, the Jeffrey Epstein situation comes yeah. out, and there's a ledger of all of these influential people that went to the plane, including all of these people that were in these emails that were supposedly mm. involved in this Pizzagate situation. Oh my gosh, I didn't know any of this. Jeffrey Epstein kills himself, uh -huh. and it goes away. Mm -hmm. His girlfriend gets arrested. She says, I have backup copies of every tape that he ever had. That's my insurance policy. Mm -hmm. When I saw that in TMZ, I knew she was dead. Really, if we're being logical, you know, if they're smart, she's not dead, she's in solitary confinement until mm -hmm. we forget about it. Yeah. You know, you lose your mind and then we're easily discredited. A crazy mm -hmm. person can tell you nothing. Yeah. You know, all the, yeah. I don't, don't want to be that guy. But. <laughs> <laughs> you are fascinating, I love this. <laughs> I want to know about your music though, because you're a musician. Right. Yes. When did you start playing, singing, uh, loving music? I've always uh, been attached to music. Okay. Is uh, that a family thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've all we've all loved music at least my entire existence. Mm -hmm. My grandpa used to play his record player, mm -hmm. hold his lips up in the basement, going out. You know, I would hear great soul music, mm -hmm. great disco music. Great R&B music. He used to love the Pointer Sisters, and Al Green, and mm -hmm. you know Marvin Gaye, and all of the you know Benny King, and, mm -hmm. and he also used to play old folk songs because he's from Valdosta. So the okay. stuff that you listened to in the '50s as a kid mm -hmm. is not the same stuff that we listen to now. So yeah. I got exposed to a lot of things. Oh, cool. And then my mother listened to you know a lot of neo soul, soul music, rock and roll. She got me hip to uh, oh my God, what is her freaking name? It's gonna bother me. People say she was a witch. She was blonde. Uh, Stevie Nicks. She used to oh. like Stevie Nicks a lot. Okay. Which I was was weird to me yeah. at the time. <laughs> As Do you like I, Stevie Nicks? Now. Okay. You know, at the, I, you know I, I exposed myself to a lot of things, too. Yeah. You know? Uh, because I like to surprise people. People... <laughs> 
people, I'm finding this out about yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I like to surprise people. I don't want to, I never like to be what is expected of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be a well rounded human, mm-hmm. ew, that was a yucky way of saying human. But uh, to, be, <laughs> to be a well-rounded... There was an ambiance about uh, it. Was it? <laughs> it kind of sounded like a jerky human. Ugh. Like, you don't know that word. It's all right. Uh-huh. We were talking about aliens I'm earlier. Right. I know. I know a little bit too much. It's okay. <laughs> I know very little. You've seen They Live, right? With Rowdy Rod Piper? Mm-mm. That's your homework. Why should they live with Rowdy Rod Piper? Have you seen They Live with Rowdy Rod uh, Piper? Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Puts on the glasses... And everybody is aliens, and every every uh, magazine poster has subliminal messages telling you to obey, obey and buy. Oh my God, can I speak to that? It's okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a one of the classic sci-fi from the '80s, uh, and it's it. it's like it started like- Rowdy Roddy Piper, which was a weird choice at the time, <laughs> but like it's a cult classic. It's and he's excellent in it. He's excellent. He's excellent. Like, excellent. What is this called again? It's they called They Live. Live. It's a science. It's a sci-fi movie. It's kind of in the vein of like, remember like Escape from New York and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. that was a great movie too. Yeah, I have, you Escape know from LA with not Kurt Russell. I have film, seen so yeah. few movies. Yeah. I'm terrible. No, but yeah, have yeah, you ever heard of great. David Icke? No. I feel like we're going down this rabbit hole. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I, you you're gonna have to steer I my know. boat back. I That's have okay. We can, row into the abyss. Just we're row. supposed to be talking about my just row, but. <laughs> I feel like everything comes full circle. It does. But, uh, yeah, David Icke has this theory that uh, all of the politicians, kings, queens, great celebrities mm-hmm. are either celebrity, uh, ugh, yuck, are either reptilians, shape-shifting reptilians, or clones. Okay. There's also a movie called V, or it used to be a show. Was it a show or a movie? Uh, a little bit of both, actually. Yeah, I think it was the miniseries I saw. They made us yeah. watch it as a kid. And it was really weird. Yeah. I think huh. she just didn't want to teach that day. Yeah, sounds <laughs> I think that's how we saw a lot of it. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of the premise that they okay. that they live among us. Yeah. But because they have this ability to cloak themselves, mm-hmm. they're able to influence our daily lives. That's mm-hmm. David Icke's actual theory. Supposedly okay. he talked to some higher principality that yeah. revealed all these things. Okay. Could be true, could be false, right. who knows? But, but how do we prove it, really? Uh, get experimented on by the aliens, I guess. Okay. If that's the if that's the case, one of us is probably a reptilian. I'm betting on one of you two. It's me. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna bet. Yeah. Oh, it's not me. Do? I can tell you that much. Oh, she said it's her. It's so me. I got it. You know. It's fine. I'll take it. I was about well, to say, one of us always tells the truth, and one of us always lies. I love that. See, mm. now I'm starting to think it's you. It's <laughs> and I don't like that. Question. Or it's both. <laughs> one is... tells the truth, one always lies. Yeah. It's both. Yeah, no, I'm the I only can't. Human. I can't wrap my head around that though. I like okay. So as a he dungeon master, not. I've looked up that particular riddle numerous times, and I still like I've I've wrapped my head around it. I'm go okay, I get it now. And then like ten minutes later, I'm like ah, I don't get it. It's gone. It's, it's gone. Donnie Darko yeah. to me. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I like Donnie yeah. Darko. I do too. See, and you I have, saw that. I know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a crush on Jake Gyllenhaal. Really? Uh, That's a I weird did not one. care for Donnie Darko. I don't care who knows it. That's okay. Really? We're not going to have the cast I, of Donnie Darko on I here. liked it. Uh, you should. It. You should tell I, them to their face why you didn't like it. <laughs> it was high flu, so and I didn't appreciate it. It, it was, was, wow. was a little too emotional teenager for me, I okay. think. I don't know. It was just a little, little too That's fair. Bar that City Blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It was just angsty, so dark and angsty. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's yeah. just not my style. 
was kind of the time though too. And I feel it's like really... it's always but then but before that it was the crow. Yeah. Before that it was I like, like the Beetlejuice. Crow. Beetlejuice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was scared of Beetlejuice. Oh. It's a scary I mean, movie. I was, what was it, 1993? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. I should have been scared of Beetlejuice. He was a bit much. He was a lot. How do you, I have to ask this now that we're on the movie topic. Yours are a little bit younger than mine, but are you? have you shown your kids films that they you... They don't like it. They don't? They don't like most of the stuff that I enjoy. Oh. And I, I wonder why, because my feelings were hurt. I was really yeah. excited. Like, that was one of the things that... I wanted to do as a father. Right. Like, oh, and we can do this, together, this together and that together. Yeah. No, they don't like it. Oh. Muppet Babies and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Sesame Street. They don't care they about don't, any of the really? stuff. Really? But what I what I think it is is the animation's different. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to have flip animation. Mm-hmm. Now everything's digital. Right. And it does look. It looks better. Different. Mm-hmm. Well, different. It depends on your your well, point of view. Th- yes, the nostalgic in me is like no. Because there's a, there's certain stuff. Have you ever seen uh, any Studio Ghibli films? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Spirited Away. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that digital. That would be no. Weird. That's true. You know those so, are those are my eldest kiddo's favorite movies. Really? Oh yeah. Couldn't get mine to sit through it. I think they're too young. Possibly. You know, it's got to be constant excitement. It's a yeah. little too uh, neurotic. Too much to think about. Yeah. Too mm-hmm. yeah. cerebral. Thank yeah. you. That's yeah. the word I was Cerebral. looking for. Yeah. This is this is the most intelligent podcast we have. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're setting the bar high yeah, today. I, I the amount of like, wow, I'm intimidated by all these no, words. See, it's wild because now I'm I feel pressure because I I'm Stop looking at all of these people that you had on before and Stop I'm like, it. oh, I'm just this, this rapper. It. I got it. <laughs> You're not just this rapper. You're <laughs> I mean, we're all multifaceted people. Which is the best part of, honestly, of the people we've had on here, in that we get to find out all of these things that we never knew about these people. Yeah. And everybody's got a story to tell. Well, see, it's weird because most of the time when I do certain things, there are certain talking points that I know are going to be hit. You know. Yeah, there's none of that on here. I I know (laughs) that they're going to be hit. Like, of course, after the pandemic, the pandemic is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I do this too. Yeah. So I know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But one of the favorites, always protests, Black Lives Matter, that always comes up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can kind of anticipate it. Yeah. And it's weird because sometimes you're asked a question with the expectation of an answer, hmm. which makes the question difficult to mm-hmm. answer. You know, if you're the type of person that doesn't, it's a people pleaser. Yeah. You know, you don't want to let anybody down. You know what I'm saying? And with mm-hmm. things like that, when you talk about things like politics and gender mm-hmm. and race, they're really, they're really deeply rooted in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So if you're too conscious of saying the wrong thing, then uh, you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those weird juxtapositions mm-hmm. where because I fall into this trap on on my own podcast because I'm kind of I kind of have a dark sense of humor. What? No, <laughs> I'm not so, picking up on that at so all. <laughs> there's certain things that I say and I look back on it like, eh, that that might have been that might have been a little tasteless. Do you edit on your podcast? Do I edit my own mm-hmm. podcast? No, I'm there for the editing process, but I don't actually <laughs> do the ed- a lot of stuff gets edited out. Okay. Yeah, uh, so you know we don't edit. Really? Mm-mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
that's good. What are you talking about? I added everything no, you meticulously. Don't. <laughs> that's that's I cool. Don't. But it's efficient. If nothing else, it's efficient. It's true. I could. But see, we could. There have been a couple to, times, but <laughs> we we take out things that are people don't want to have aired. If mm-hmm. somebody says, "Oh, hey, could you take out that bit about you know whatever it was?" Yeah. You know, then we can. Yeah, and usually it's just been a I misspoke. Can we yeah, take I misspoke that off? or I said somebody's name wrong or something. Yeah. To me, like that's that. weird. Why? Uh, to me, well, maybe it's the way that I have conversation. Yeah. I I'm very thoughtful in my word choice, and the way that I convey a message because we are so easily misconstrued. Mm-hmm. So, to me, to say things, and I've said things where I fucked up, like oh. Oh, I shouldn't have told that story. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Or I got too personal. Yeah. You know, or it was a little too gross. <laughs> <laughs> we did start off our conversation by talking about Dr. Pimple Popper. What was the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I had a, oh, I had a friend on uh, the season finale of uh, my podcast, and uh, we were talking about a mutual acquaintance that we had had, and. Uh, a story that we were both aware of that was relevant to the topic, which right. was not a tasteful topic to begin with. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of became a, oh, you remember such and such did that. They yeah. said that they used to do that, mm-hmm. and, you know, without saying their name, but it was descriptive enough. Yep. And if that person watched, they, yeah. they knew. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, he, we were talking after that. He was like, man, you can't put that in. <laughs> <laughs> did you take it out? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. okay. he requested it. Okay. But, you know, it's one of those weird things that. I try not to live in regret. Yeah. You know, I've said things that I, even, especially as a musician, Mm -hmm. because musically, I'm a different person than I am socially. Yeah. Uh, You're a Gemini. Fair enough. (laughs) But uh, I I tend to be emotionally forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, I try to be honest. But what I've learned over the course of time is that your truth changes. You know, your perception changes, your truth changes as you age. So I've said things in songs that were emotionally authentic to mm-hmm. how I felt at the mm-hmm. time. That I regretted saying at a later time when I reflected on the consequence of speaking out of emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they didn't necessarily accurately reflect the entirety of the narrative. Mm-hmm. They reflected more of how I felt about it. Right. And no one feels the same way forever. They're fleeting. Thank God. Emotions come and yeah, yeah. yeah. Emotions come and go. And that's not to say I'm incapable of holding grudge. Yeah. But I try not to. Yeah. You know, try to make things water off of a duck's back. And when you use words are really powerful. Mm-hmm. So when you use them, just like anything else when it comes to rippling against another person, you're never conscious of how it affects the other person, mm-hmm. of how the listener is affected up to the things that that's they say. True especially the listeners that are active participants in your life. Mm-hmm. So these narratives are about them as well. You know, yeah. no, no man's a, an island. Mm-hmm. So there are things that you may say that hurt people that you love, mm-hmm. you know? And while I said earlier, I try not to regret the things that I say. I am conscious mm-hmm. of their consequence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have preferred to have done it differently. Okay. You know? Huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm blown away. I feel like a chatty patty. Why do you think you're here? You're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's a TikTok trend uh, going on. I don't even have a TikTok and I keep bringing it up. 
<laughs> Wait, you don't have one, but you watch it. Uh, sounds like Brett just started yeah. TikTok, man. Yeah, I think you need to start a TikTok. Yeah, uh, it's TikTok. Time. Maybe I'm self-conscious. TikTok, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we say that because we don't have one either. Yeah, <laughs> I've there felt like this literally pressuring you to join. Well, I TikTok felt like I was yeah. too old for it. You're not. Can I ask how old you're? Sure, are? Sure, I'm not a uh, thirty-one. You're a baby. Yeah, that's that's what they and in the grand scheme of life, of course. But I could say that because I'm a decade older than you. <laughs> that's that's very that's very small though in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of life. You know what I'm saying? If you don't mind me saying this, I get very Diane Keaton vibes. Somebody else said that. It's complimentary. Thank you. No, I appreciate. I yeah, like her. It's, it's complimentary. I do too. She's a great actress. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm good with that because one, she is how old now? 60s, late 60s, 70s? I haven't seen her in a while. Allow me to Google. But she's still working. I haven't seen her in a while. Okay. Last thing I saw her in was that Richard Gere movie, and at the time, I had no business watching it. I don't even know. What that's. Again, I know. I don't know movies. Sorry. I, I have to be less vague with my references. I do I do that a lot. That's I, okay. I do like the breadcrumb thing and expect everybody to <laughs> keep up. I just eat the breadcrumbs. They had a, they had a movie called Unfaithful, her and Richard Gere. And okay. the whole movie oh. was about her being with this young artist and Richard Gere tracking them down. But okay. my mom used to have all these movies and the movies that I, w- uh, that I was not allowed to watch, oh. of course, were the yeah. movies that you want to watch Absolutely. the most. I want to know why. Uh-huh. I think you mean Diane Lane. I've Diane, gotten Diane, Diane Keaton. Diane I thought Keaton. it was Diane Keaton. Alright, I'm gonna put it up on the screen so you can see. I, oh I'm my gosh, this is like a zoom. Wow. Call. See, amazing? we're all learning though. We're all learning. It's so interactive. Alright, we're in so the future. There's Diane Lane. Okay. Who is I like her. You might be right. <laughs> Who's Diane Keaton? Hold Diane on. Keaton's older. Yeah, that's Diane Lane. Okay. Who, I, this is great for anybody who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're showing pictures of Diane Lane. And allow me to show so, a picture of Diane. So Keaton make it now. interactive, and if you're listening, go to Google and look yeah, up Diane Lane. Yeah, why aren't you Lane. watching our show yet? I'm pretty this sure is... that you think Diane Keaton's Diane Lane too. If you're a listener, yeah. I'm pretty sure you know what? you've made this mistake. Before. I like them both. So what's I, Diane Keaton Diane like? I feel bad for Diane Lane, honestly, because you you said it, and I, I'm like, yeah, I could see that, and then I'm like, and then I had to think about it because I was like, Diane Lane, Diane Keaton, and Diane Lane, because Diane Lane was in Superman. Uh, the Super- Man of Steel as uh, Ma Kent, and mm. that and but uh, Diane Keaton is obviously not the same. Maybe Diane name. Keaton just rolls off the tongue better. She has a better last name. Yeah. And I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. This Who is, is this illustrious? Diane Keaton. <laughs> is she even real? Diane yeah, that's Oh, shut. Yeah. You're absolutely Did right. you mean Diane Lane? Wow, I meant Diane Lane. But what's weird, yeah. no, somebody Lane said, when I dressed for the film that I did, somebody said I looked like Diane Keaton. Diane yeah. Lane is so I can take both. She's younger. She is young. I'll take both. They're she's both younger. beautiful, talented actors. They are. Sure. I'll take it. But I, I definitely wanted my compliment to be represented correctly. I do So, for the record, Diane Lane... <laughs> Because somebody's going to watch and be like, Diane Keaton, what? A Diane Keaton stand is going to be like, what the okay. hell he means? When we have Diane Keaton on here, we'll talk about it. You when should. she comes, I don't know. You how. should. My, my eldest kiddo said, you need to get Will Ferrell on your podcast. I was like, what? I heard he's a terrible person. 
This, wow, you're not supposed to say things. That's okay. But I heard he's a terrible person. Aww. I mean, you that hear. That makes me sad, though. Well, I saw, I saw the one thing that led me to believe that it's true is uh, I forget if it was the Video Music Awards. It was some award show. Yeah. And he came out to do an award. You can look it up. He had his housekeeper and her kids come out and do the award with him. Hmm. And. It was really awkward and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Like, you could tell. I don't know if it was an act. I hope it was authentic because if yeah. it's an act, that's even kind of weird. Oh. But it was kind of like this joke where she could barely speak English and the kids were kind of up there looking. But it's really weird that's and not... in poor taste. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But comedy is one of those weird things like that. You don't know how things are going to age. I'm sure. Kramer thought he was going to kill that night. Mm -hmm. He thought he was going to come out there and it was going to be a yep. standing ovation. Mm -hmm. This is fucking Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it just went, changed. oh yeah. my goodness, that did not go as planned. That escalated quickly. Well, that's why we tell our children, like, watch what you put out there for yourself. Yeah, that's because true. Because it's, it's there and it's going to remain there and even worse now because we film everything. Yeah. So, well, hey, uh, you need to sing. Yeah, you're gonna sing for us, right? Am I gonna sing? Do you think I'm a singer? No, I know you're not singing. I've listened to your stuff. Uh oh, that was <laughs> of course. See, of course, I'm gonna sing for you. I know you are. Of course, I'll harmonize. Do you get nervous? Sometimes. Sometimes. Big crowds. What's What's worse? Uh, I think it's more so about how focused that the crowd is. Okay. If If I have to. Uh, grab your attention mm -hmm. if I have to make you listen it makes me a little more nervous yeah than if you're already locked in with me. okay because I'm a firm believer in the fact that art is an exchange between mm -hmm. two individuals mm -hmm. so if I th that exchange isn't present I'm an overthinker so yeah I'll be thinking of okay I gotta you're an this, overthinker gotta... again I'm shocked by that see I don't I don't give that vibe off I've at all I've never an artist no. who's an overthinker really huh? That's new. See, yeah. I'm unique. Yeah, I don't think we've I, ever had artists on here. That I, don't, no, I, I, mean, I, I don't think Van Gogh thought that hard. <laughs> I was oh, too. God, no, we're on the page. We're on the same page. Uh -huh. We're on the same page. They need to keep up with us. Mm -hmm. That's how good we are at sarcasm. Uh, see? Yeah. See? Wow. Right? We should just do a sarcasm podcast. We were all about to say. Oh, that'd be great. Just the most that'd sarcastic. Be it'd be the best podcast ever. I did learn that kids don't understand sarcasm until the age of 10. Really? Mm-hmm. My kid gives a heavy dose of yeah. it. She's six. I think that when the parents are really good at sarcasm, I think it comes earlier. Yeah, I think they reiterate uh -huh. and they pick up tone very yeah. well. They may not pick up definition mm -hmm. or literal what a word means, mm -hmm. but I've had her use certain words on me that made me feel inferior. <laughs> <laughs> so you pass that on. Yeah. Well, no, I hope not. Do you, no, 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 not by that. But like, do you ever get stunned seeing yourself in little form? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All the time. Mm -hmm. Especially, especially the traits in myself that I deny that I have. Uh-huh. And, you know, then you see them. Like, she has a, she has a tendency to have to, my oldest. Yeah. Has a tendency to have to rule a room. Uh. You know, she's a person whose presence mm -hmm. you can feel. Yeah. You know? And so I'm gonna see her in acting classes, probably. Maybe I I don't know what she what she'll do, but I okay. know it'll be great. Yeah. You know, she has a she has that tendency for me mm -hmm. the the need to be appreciated. Yeah. You know, 
and I, I think my youngest is neurotic like I am. She, she thinks and she thinks, thinks, and I can see the gears uh, turn on her face. Yeah. And she comes up with excellent, out of out of pocket, <laughs> left brain solutions okay. to what would be deemed a difficult problem if you didn't. Good for her though. Yeah. And she's four. Yeah. My gosh. Well, you. I feel like a lot of kids are smarter than we give them mm -hmm. credit for. They really are. We just don't think cool kids are that cool to hang out with. They also have the opportunity that we don't allow ourselves to imagine and play and process and make mistakes. That. Yeah, you and know? it's okay. Until you take that away, they they still allow themselves mm -hmm. to screw up. Mm -hmm. You know, they color outside of the lines. Yep. You know, I had to, and they expect you to understand what the purpose of what they were doing. Right. They have very good ownership mm -hmm. of who they, they know are. what they're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and I they, try not to discredit that. That's awesome. Keep that up. It's, it's difficult. It is hard. And I teach. I teach a lot of high school kids. I just taught some dancers this summer, and I came in and taught them acting. And I had to tell the older group, just embrace the weird. Mm -hmm. Just embrace it. It's okay. It's going to be not comfortable for you. And they're super fearful at that particular point of being judged. Right. You know. Yeah. There's. It takes a long time, first of all, to figure out who you are, mm -hmm. let alone to embrace it. Yeah. You know, I still suffer with embracing who I am, and I'm 31 years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are aspects and portions of my personality and my ideologies that are challenged. Yeah. And characteristics that I once thought of as positive that I now question if they're as mm. constructive as they once were. Yeah. You know, we can pass anything off as positive if it's convenient for us. Wow. I feel, <laughs> I feel like we need to have a therapy session now. <laughs> You're digging up some, some You're stuff. You're not the first person that told me I needed therapy. No, I need therapy. You won't be the last. You're bringing, you're bringing stuff up for me. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is good. This is good. I had a, uh, I had a friend that uh, he, him and his uh, lady just had a, had a baby together mm -hmm. recently. And uh, he was like, well, you know, you and your girl been together for a long time. And, you know, have you guys ever thought about, you know, counseling other couples? And, Fuck no. Oh my <laughs> God. No, bro. No. no. You don't want this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you what know. you see isn't all there. I mean, but in yeah. reality, everyone's a mess. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's be real about it. You know what I'm saying? A beautiful mess, but mm -hmm. a mess nonetheless. Yeah. You know, and my whole thought process on that is I'm still growing as a person. Yeah. Once I get to a particular point where I feel as if I am so in the know that I can sit on my haunches and educate someone else on how mm -hmm. to properly live their life, mm -hmm. I've stagnated. Yeah. You know, a uh, wise man knows that he knows nothing at all. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a popular saying. And yeah. it's true. You know, I, I don't, I don't. No, I know more. I know less than I propose to know. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of no's. That's a lot of no's. <laughs> so what are you gonna perform? Uh, a record called uh, "Diane" off of my album "The Plane." So uh, speaking of Diane, Diane this is a this is a no, Diane. not Diane, oh. Diane, Diane. But I, okay, we I, do like Diane Lane. We yeah. do, and Keaton, and Keaton. Yeah. I had an auntie Diane, Diane, one of my favorite, one of my favorite aunts. I had a great aunt, 
Die. They called her Die. Uh huh. Yeah, she was a Diane, I think, but they, we called her Die. I, I haven't met many Dianes I ain't like. I can't think of a Diane. We need to have a Diane on here. Yeah, I can't think of a di- dirty Diana, Princess Diana. I can't mm-hmm. think of a Diana I didn't like. Mm. I just don't. I can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> I named all of them. They're, you did. You took them all. You took every Diane. But, uh. Diane. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's, uh. It's, it's. <laughs> it's gonna be weird when I say this. <laughs> White people always seem to like the slave line. It's always weird for me. You know? It's, it's one of those things. You have, if you haven't heard the song, you will. Okay. Uh, we but will. it's weird. You know, because as a performer, being conscious of history, Mm -hmm. you kind of think in the back of your mind, "Who should I have said that?" That's that's a little Dave Chappelle talks uh, about doing a skit Mm -hmm. and hearing somebody laugh, and the way that they laughed made him uncomfortable. Huh? And as artists, you know, there's something called artist intent. You never Mm -hmm. know how somebody Mm -hmm. interprets your narrative. So, with that being said. You know what I'm saying? I find it humorous, but initially it was weird. I did a, somebody interviewed me, mm-hmm. and they did an expose on the album. And, Ooh, uh, that sounds fancy. Yeah, it did. It expose. did, but it was weird. Uh, it was good. It was a great opportunity. I'm happy yeah. that they did it. I'm thankful. I don't want that to be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was weird because, for one, <laughs> they did the journalist thing, yeah. which you... You find a sound bite and build a story around it. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking about earlier the consequences of the things that we say, mm-hmm. you know, I have a tendency to conversationally be vulnerable at yeah. times when maybe I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I found us because we were having a conversation where we were being what I, I deemed to be, you know, uh, personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I had the tendency, and plus I say a lot of personal things mm-hmm. in my music. So yeah. when you ask about certain things, of course you have, you lend yourself open to. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of weird because it was one of those type of things that you don't know how uncomfortable you are mm-hmm. with it. Not not the the line I was talking about previously. Yeah. But the story that I told to the reporter that you don't know how uncomfortable or how raw a wound still is until it's revealed mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. So you know I had to, and it's a learning experience. You know, a lot of us aren't media trained. You know, we kind of like learning this as we go. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those weird things, you know. I think we as art artists have a certain intention when we put out a piece. Mm-hmm. For, and you want things to be read into this particular way. Mm-hmm. and But you can't. Mm-mm. You can't control that. No. So that's why I said it's funny to me now because it's, it's kind of, people interpret it how they want to interpret it, not allow them to. Which is good. Yeah. That's yeah. the way it should be. It's sexier when you do it that way. When you start trying to define everything and make everything, mm-hmm. you know, there's no mystery to it. Mm-hmm. You, you you have to have an air of mystery about yourself. You know? I should probably do that more. No, and, <laughs> but as the interviewer, it's, it's different. It's different, you know, because your job is to disarm me enough to, tell, to talk too much, well, I, which I, isn't hard. <laughs> As you can see, it's not that one IPA and I'm a wet goose. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I haven't even finished it yet. No, that's good. <laughs> I'm the last girl at the bar. <laughs> sure, I'll go home. I've never, I've never been back. Though. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, me either. Uh, mm-hmm. 
my inhibitions haven't been lowered. What? No. <laughs> I still have my standards. <laughs> I was, I was, they closed down the pool on Labor Day, and they were cleaning up the chairs and everything. And my girlfriend was like, "This feels like the end of the night at a bar." It does. <laughs> like, that it last really call does. is always weird. Yeah. Because everybody, if, if you watch. <laughs> About an hour before last call, at least, everybody knows kind of where they're going. Mm -hmm. And those stragglers at the end, uh -huh. they kind of... Yep. Oh, shit, I'll see what I can get. Yeah. My, my... He might be mad I say this. My uncle <laughs> used to call it parking lot pimping. You sit and you wait in the car for the let out. And obviously, if it's a group of women leaving, as a yeah. group of women, they're not leaving with the guy. Mm, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's how true. you figure out who your straggler is without sitting in the bar. Uh, but, oh, that was weird and quite distasteful. Goodness gracious. No, it's funny. Because I, <laughs> I think about when they would turn on the lights and you're like, oh, that's Ooh. who I was dancing with. Oh. I had a friend. We went to a, to a bar. I think it's defunct now. But uh, it was a bar in Dayton when I was in college called Hammerjack real popular with the college. <laughs> so that's the type of, yeah, yeah. you can kind of guess uh -huh. type of establishment yeah. you're walking into. Yeah. It was a, uh, they had a big, I've got I two very distinct flavors in my head for what I could be. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them are probably sweet. <laughs> oh, I can't, I think the bathrooms at Hammerjacks were probably delightful. Mm, smell urine ass. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. Old day urine. Mm -hmm. But, uh, it was a support beam that sat in the middle of the dance floor. So women would use it as like oh, yeah. a dancing pole or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did uh, that. <laughs> a friend of mine, uh, he talking to his girl, of course it's really dark in the club. Mm -hmm. He's like in her ear, you know, walks up behind her talking to mm -hmm. her. She's like, let's dance. So they dance mm -hmm. or whatever. They, I mean, three four songs pass. I'm like, okay, you're doing pretty good. I, I see you. You yeah. know, maybe he's not leaving with me. <laughs> the lights come on. And she turns around and she's got to be eight months pregnant. <gasps> he didn't know. Oh my gosh. She's been buy he's been buying them drinks and she's been drinking them oh and they've God. been dancing the whole night and she is carrying a whole nother oh, side. Oh, that's kick. terrible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. But hammerjacks. Hilarious. Oh. Well, now, now one of those hilarious. flavors has been eliminated from. My <laughs> I know exactly uh, hammerjacks. Yeah. Wow. Hilarious. Great time. Oh my wow. gosh. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, everything. I mean, huge. Oh. You know, she wasn't like, you know, some people get pregnant and their whole body. Yeah. No, her, the rest of her body was probably exactly the same as it always was. She had this huge pregnancy belly when she turned around. I had both. I was I was like a house with my oldest, my daughter. Mm -hmm. My son was just like a beach ball in the front. <laughs> Ten pound beach ball. <laughs> yeah, see, it's a it's a it's a unique experience to be there for. It is. It's kind of like I don't know. It's kind of like being Robin. You know. Like a Batman. And yeah. Robin? Okay. Yeah. I mean, clearly she's Batman. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's really more like being like Alfred. Alfred's always there, mm -hmm. but no one really gives a shit that Alfred's there. No, but I like Michael. But Bruce, Bruce, mm -hmm. Bruce needs Alfred. Mm -hmm. You know, Bruce knows he needs Alfred. Batman doesn't. Calls him occasionally. Pull the car up. Send out the jet. Okay, Mr. Right. Wayne. I only raise you. <laughs> That's depressing. 
when you it, think about it. Yeah, it depends on your perspective. But it's Michael Caine. I do love me some Michael Caine. It is Michael yes. Caine. You know what? <laughs> Keaton to Keaton goes full circle. Okay. I thought you were going to say it's Michael Keaton because Michael Keaton I played Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he did. In the first one. Yeah, he did. To me, the best one is... We've the, closed the Keaton circle here. We yes. Uh, like I, you I know. think that means we level up, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and catch also, two Keatons. Beetlejuice. Yeah. We're back there, too. Wow. Yeah. How many times did you say it? Have Man. we said it? Have we said it? Let's just, just drop the mic right here. I think we got it, guys. I was about to say, we've covered <laughs> every 90s every. and 80s pop culture reference. We talked about V... Yeah, man. That was, that actually, uh, you asked how many times do we say it. I really pissed off one of my instructors in college. I had to take astronomy. Hated it. Hated every minute of it. I love astronomy, but the guy was a jerk. Sorry if you're listening. I don't remember your name. But. <laughs> He's sitting there boiling. Every time he talks to liked her. It was one of the few classes that there were actually a lot of people there. There were like 250 of us in class. So every time he said Beetlejuice, I go Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. He didn't like that. He didn't find it funny. I, I changed my opinion. He definitely didn't like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he hated me. <laughs> also, well, I did show up drunk to look at the stars one night. That might have been part of it. I mean, that's kind of cool though. Your job is to look at the stars. It would have been see, nice. We miscon. I think in college, both the teacher and the student misconstrue the purpose of the class. Mm-hmm. Like. I had a music theory class. Mm. You would think mm. music and theories are something that I would excel at. No, I, uh, I didn't like music theory. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. And my teacher was kind of dry. And when you get in college, a lot of the the care for each other that a student and teacher develop over the course of a year doesn't develop. Mm-hmm. So I would kind of just go to these classes and be there. Yeah. Once I, uh, you know, they thought I was drunk. I don't think I was drunk. I think I, I, think I was tired. I might have been hungover. <laughs> I'm human. <laughs> but, uh, something happened. I showed up to class early, you know, which I was rarely doing at that time. But yeah. I showed up probably about 15, 20 minutes early. I think okay. my previous class had gotten canceled. Because mm-hmm. if the teacher doesn't show up for a certain amount mm-hmm. of time, you can leave. You just go. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'll just go to class. If I go back, to the dorm, I'll fall asleep and I won't make it to class. Go to this big auditorium, sit down in my seat, and next thing I know, I come to, and all the lights are out, and there's no one there, and it's dinner time. Oh my so gosh. I've been in there for probably two hours. You just fell asleep. Sleep. <laughs> I get to dinner, and I'm pissed off because I know people in this class. I'm like, no one woke me up. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> and they left you. Well, uh, one of the people that I know, he says, "Well, it was it was weird because you were sitting directly in the center of the auditorium, and there was at least a chair space between you and everyone else. So the entire time that he taught the class, he was looking directly, directly at, at you. you. So no one felt comfortable." <laughs> touching you oh. or telling you oh. <laughs> and I went to wake you up and he told everyone to just leave you there that was the last time I went to that class oh jeez <laughs> done now yeah, oh, man, I that feel gives like, me anxiety just here. I know yeah it's I know. wild I, I feel like that's kind of that's kind of how we missed the point I feel yeah. like I've learned a lot of things through interest in life mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, I was uh, 
And I don't feel like I've talked very well about this album at all. I'm terrible at marketing myself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll put links up too. Jeez, yeah. What the hell does he do? I do music. That's what I do. I am a musician. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of ritualism mm -hmm. and a lot of repetition. You stand when you're supposed to stand. You kneel when you're supposed to kneel. You do these sacraments in mm -hmm. order. And when I was in eighth grade, you know, you take your final sacrament, the mm -hmm. sacrament of confirmation, which, you know, to my understanding, means that you are confirming that you want to uh, practice Catholicism for the remainder of your life, mm -hmm. which I always thought was a weird decision for a 14-year-old mm -hmm. to make, even as a 14-year-old. Yeah. So me being the person that I am, I really took it seriously. Really, it's only ceremonial. Mm -hmm. But... uh. You know, I really took it seriously. So I'm reading books on Buddhism, and oh, wow. Hinduism. Yeah. You know, I I lived in a library for for a period of time. That mm. sounds weird, just saying it in passing, but we're huh. gonna leave that there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do a part two here. Yeah, I was mysterious, Arab <laughs> But uh, yeah, I I dove into all of these things to make huh. sure that I really believed the things that were being told. Oh to wow. Me. And what I found is that there's merits in all forms of understanding, mm -hmm. you know, and there's dismerits in all forms of understanding. The rigid, ritualistic nature of my upbringing, mm -hmm. it caused me to do things automatically, mm. you know, mm -hmm. as in muscle memory. Yeah. Certain acts that you do, certain commitments that you make, certain beliefs that you have. I'm doing this because I'm supposed to. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing something that you deem to be good, because you're supposed to do it, was it really something good in the first place? Hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. I found myself challenged as to the why. Yeah. As to the why I do what I do. Why do I create? Mm -hmm. What is the purpose in the words that I'm saying? You know, a lot of people make songs. A lot of people can rhyme words well mm -hmm. and they can make melody. But a lot of things don't stand the test of time and mm -hmm. there's a reason behind it. You know, I have a responsibility as an artist to tap somewhere into your emotion. Whether it's to make you feel like, oh, this fucking sucks. That's an emotion. It's true. You know? They take yeah. the banana to the wall and somebody paid for that. <laughs> That's modern art. Mm -hmm. All that is required is it to make you feel. Yeah. Now, of course, I desire to make you feel the things that I want you to feel. Mm -hmm. You know? When you tell a story, you usually tell the story with the idea that someone is going to relate to your story. Mm. But a lot of people support things because they're in opposition of it. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Uh, the album Doggy Style comes out, 1993. Snoop Dogg's mm -hmm. first album. Very controversial album. I don't know how old everybody was in 1993, but... 13. I feel like it was... So you're right at the right age mm -hmm. to be aware. Yep. I loved it. There was a group <laughs> of people that bought all of his albums out the store with the express purpose of stomping them and burning them. You think the record company gives a shit mm -mm. what you do with the album no. after you buy it? No. That album went four times platinum. Yeah. Partially because people bought it for the express purpose <laughs> of burning it. It's fantastic. Well done, yeah. Eminem did the same thing. Hmm. It's excellent marketing. Controversy mm -hmm. sells. Yeah. We want what our parents tell us we cannot have. Mm -hmm. You know? Because... 
The ideology of every generation is I'm going to do things differently than they did it. Mm -hmm. I didn't like how they treated me. Yeah. I'm not going to treat my kids like mm -hmm. this. And my kids are going to feel the exact yep. same mm -hmm. way. Either the previous generation was too strict mm -hmm. and you felt like you were confined. You know, that was the, the boomer's problem. Their parents made them feel like they were confined. Mm -hmm. And then they turned into the exact people yeah. that they despised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They became the yuppies mm -hmm. of the 70s and yep. the 80s and became those exact people that they were crying out against. Mm -hmm. Same thing's happening with millennials. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, Gen Z doesn't understand us, and we don't really necessarily care about it. And we don't even know what we are. You We're the lost generation. Generation X. No. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Technically. We, we're technically, technically. Technically. Yeah. We're, really? we're, we're older millennials, which Night. there's terminology. I, I also call a lot of BS on that as well, because the same amount of people are born every year. Yeah. And what is a generation? The gap is getting smaller. Right. But, but what is a generation? Generation is a meaningless term. It's just a way for people to divide people up into smaller groups of ages. Yeah. And I mean, like, <clears throat> older generations have a tendency to be more conservative. Younger generations have a tendency to be more liberal-minded. And that seems mm. to be, I don't know, that's just kind of a trend that I've noticed. I, I, the generational thing. It's weird, me. ain't it? I, yeah. think, I think it's one of those things where everybody thinks they're the good guy. You know, 150 you know? years ago, people were going, these damn kids are hitting these dumb hoops down the road with a stick. And that was the, look, yeah. they're killing their brain cells with that dumb and a hoop, hoop and a stick. And Shit, imagine how crazy it was in the 40s when jazz came out. Yeah. Mm. Like, All jazz, of these like kids are I mean, like, sneaking time, out. Oh, my God. The like, 20s and 30s. You mentioned, you know, Snoop's album. And like, I remember it coming out, and I come from a, a very white conservative family. And, right. and it's... That that oh, oh terrible! All the things that he's saying and this and, and but I'm, my sister got the album on cassette, and we listened to it. And I remember thinking like two things: number one, like I don't like it, and I love it at the same time. You know, like I don't know, like I didn't like a lot of the the sounds for the background because it was so different than everything else. Now it's like mm -hmm. I listen to it, and it almost sounds like classical music to me because mm -hmm. it's just like mm -hmm. you know I know the lyrics, I know the. Music. What a difference time can make. Yeah, you know, I remember what it, what feels uncomfortable at first becomes very comfortable. You just mm -hmm. have to get used to it. Well, I remember when, you know, I'm not that old. It just goes to show how quickly things happen. I remember when rap was not considered music. Mm -hmm. There, it was a popular notion to say that it was a dying fad. Right. My, my own grandmother used to come down mm -hmm. and tell us to turn that racket, that noise, that crap off. Oh, the beat. Yeah. yeah, or there was no merit to anything that was being said. Right, mm. you know. Yeah. But then I heard Busta Rhymes for the first time and went, "Holy shit! Somebody can do some amazing things with just their voice." The voice has always been in. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and to say what they are saying, you know. But yeah. isn't that the? I've actually had this conversation oddly with uh, contemporary Christian music, that like, there's you know. My mother hates contemporary Christian. I'm not saying it's all good. It's very repetitive, but and I think certain they can do sounds better. in it that are excellent. Right, but then it's like, but what about when Martin Luther came out with his hymns back then? Way, way that was probably terrible. Mm -hmm. And on everything is unconventional when well, it begins. Well, you've seen Amadeus, right? Yep. I mean, like that's exactly he was a rock and roller yep. of the time. Right. Nobody understood what he was nope. doing. He was this revolutionary and. You know, Vincent Van Gogh, same exact thing. And I mean, it's like, 
the people who are doing these things that people think is, oh, God, whatever that is, is terrible. I hate it. And he's like, yeah, give it 10 years. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And see, it's weird because with the Van Gogh thing, I identify with Van Gogh a lot because he wasn't appreciated in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the vast majority of great artists. You know, Pablo Picasso isn't recognized like he is because he was so much of a greater artist than Vincent Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. Pablo Picasso is recognized because he had better friends than Vincent Van Gogh. Mm. You know, he knew mm. people within the art world. He knew these art critics. He knew these people that had these expensive and expansive galleries that yeah. could display your work the way it was meant to be mm-hmm. displayed. If I'm selling uh, my paintings on the streets of Copenhagen, somewhere on the corner, you know, with a flea-ridden dog next to me, mm. people have this connotation that because of the surroundings, mm-hmm. that dictates the merit of the artistry. Sure. Wow. You know? Yeah. Especially when you know a person. Right. There's a certain thing about being attainable. And that narrative repeats itself over and over again. Look at Basquiat and, and what was it, the 80s that he, mm-hmm. he became famous? And I mean, like, he's this guy who's just drawing chalk on the ground. And he had good like, friends too, though. Yeah. That, that, that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably, and I, I'm a fan of his work, yeah. but there's probably 300 Basquiat's or better that never were seen, yeah. right in Brooklyn, right in the Bronx, where you could have found, you know, in the same area. Mm-hmm. Where he was Samo at, they were probably in the same era. You know, there were lots of graffiti artists in the 80s, and a lot of these people could have been great, classically trained artists if they had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Poor people don't have the opportunity to learn how to play piano. You know, piano is an expensive instrument, yeah. and it's very hard to own one. It wasn't until recently you could get a keyboard in your home. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So violins and cellos and all of these things are associated with wealth because poor people don't have the access right. to them. You may have the ear for it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of poor fiddlers that would have been great violinists. Yep. You know? So it's it's about the nuance, and the beautiful thing about uh, what I love about what you just said is like that is literally the birth of like hip hop and rap. Yeah. It's the absence of music. It's the absence of musical too. instruments, right? Mm-hmm. It's the absence of instruments to play. It's a beat and it is your voice. Yeah. And that's, uh, well, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna express yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, a uh, uh, a popular notion. Uh, you know, I hate to browbeat this, but a, a popular notion during. Uh, any sort of slavery, not even just American slavery, but specifically American slavery, is the notion of blotting out the mind. Mm. Even in modern American slavery, which is the penitentiary system, Mm. the ideology is to blot out the mind. They don't give degrees in prison anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to... To to, disable that opportunity. Yeah, the imagination, Mm -hmm. what makes a human being a human being, what right. separates us from a cow and a chicken. Pigs are extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. They're actually dolphins, pigs, and there's uh, elephants, I believe, mm-hmm. is the third one. That they're, They rival us in intelligence. Hmm. You know? I used to want to be a zoologist as a kid. I used oh, to wow. work at the Columbus Zoo, oh. all type of stuff. So, you know, you see these animals in this position. And if he can be in this position, mm-hmm. and he's much physically stronger than I am, you know, then I can be in this position. All they have to do is dull my mind. Right. Dude, you're amazing. Thank you. This is fun. I'm flattered. <laughs> I've enjoyed myself. Well, now you have to perform for us. Okay, I'm, I'm quite, I'm, 
Quite all right with that. <laughs> well, good, because we're going to aim cameras at you yeah. and record it. Cool. I oh. hope this is as pleasant an experience for you guys as the conversation. I love it. You get up there and just move like a cow the whole time. No. Oh, we were not expecting this. Well, we were talking about like unexpected artists. Right. Are, are you so. going to sing? No. I'm no. going to I'm move going and to chortle. Move. The entire time. <laughs> Have you heard you know a four-minute move? Yeah, it's like experimental theater. <laughs> she gets up there and moo, 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 moo. That's the next, hey. That'd be great. That's the next facet of my life, experimental okay. theater. I think you should do it. You heard it here first. There was a there was a show, there's a group in town, unfortunately, they kind of have disbanded because of COVID and all this different stuff, but right. they did very interesting theatrical works. There's one called John Cage. Is it John Cage? Or is that the movie with there is a composer that wrote a song called 433 mm-hmm. it is silence for 4 minutes and 33 seconds oh, that's bold. and that's how the that's how the piece starts up you can find recordings of it but it's tough to maintain uh huh so that's how the show started was mm-hmm. 4 minutes and 33 seconds of silence the problem was we were doing avenue q next door which is a dirty puppet show it's great um, <laughs> and it's this like it's supposed to be Sesame Street naughty. Yeah. Um, with such hits as The Internet is for Porn and um, If You Were Gay. So it's these Classic. puppets. I know, it's great. But the Classic. problem was is they have this like four minutes, 33 seconds of dead silence and we're like, the sun is shining, it's a lovely day. You know, <laughs> people in the audience are like, Okay. I am John Sprees, and I am especially privileged and honored to be here performing on the Speak Easily podcast. Thank you very much, Krista. Thank you very much, Ben, for having me. My new album, The Plane, is out everywhere where you stream music. Please go and enjoy that. Today I'll be performing a selection off of that album for you called Diane. I hope you enjoy it as much as I'm enjoying bringing it to you. All right, maestro. Yep, yep, yep. Right, right, right. Mic check. Yeah. This what legends are made from. My grandfather was raised on the farm his grandpa slaved on. Your husband dies and leaves you nine and yet you wage on. This the truth of the roots that your father came from. Hold form when you feel that you can't take more With Kunta feet walking through minefields and claymores We live in fables, walk with angels, Michael and Gabriels Head in the clouds, my heart's hell-bent on saving us Trying to learn ownership from the same folks enslaving us They can hate it, but they're still gonna end up paying up It's still two points whether I duck it or I lay it up Buying chicks are they envious, I could just make it up Sometimes I feel like Jesus, Father, why have you forsaken us? Other times like Nicodemus feels like I'm just waking up Egregious just like Caesar when the tribute's getting taken up Her eyes as red as Joker bed Mommy gave her baby up Money, power, respect, money, power, respect, money, power, respect. Brothers died for money, power, respect, money, power, respect, money, power, respect. Still I rise for money, power, respect, money, power, respect, money, power, respect. Enslaved the pride with money, power, respect, money, power, respect. And here's a good part. Yo, what's a win if you died in your sins? And daddy won't get to try this again. You gotta search, gotta find it within. It ain't in books you won't find it with men. We only mortals, which man out here defining morals. 
be faithful, multiply. Can get it once, can get it plural. Resolve your quarrels. I'm only quiet cause I'm thorough. Feel like a moral. Sometimes it's me against the world. I'm just a squirrel. Stacking nuts up in this burrow, black superhero, diversifying stocks and euros, extra chichiki make it freaky, we pronounce it euro, young Primero, Joe and Aaron commemorating murals, black man falls, what is it girl, what was it the bureau, am I cautious or just insecure, my intentions with you always pure, forced to grow up I was immature, yeah, but what's a win if you died in your sins? And daddy won't get to try this again. You gotta search, gotta find it within. It ain't in books you won't find it with men. What's a win if you died in your sins? And daddy won't get to try this again. You gotta search, gotta find it within. It ain't in books you won't find it with men. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Yes. Brothers died for money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Still I rise for money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. It's state of pride with money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Black man falls, what is it, girl, or was it the bureau? Am I cautious or just insecure? My intentions with you always pure. Forced to grow up, I was immature. Yeah, but what's a win if you died in your sins? And daddy won't get to try this again. You gotta search, gotta find it within. It ain't in books, you won't find it with men. What's a win if you die in your sins? And daddy won't get to try this again. You gotta search, gotta find it within. It ain't in books, you won't find it with men. Yeah, what's a win if you died in your sins? And daddy won't get to try this again You gotta search, gotta find it within It ain't in books, you won't find it with men Yes, what's a win if you died in your sins? And daddy won't get to try this again You gotta search, gotta find it within It ain't in books, you won't find it with men Black man falls, was it the girl or was it the bureau? Am I cautious or just insecure? My intentions with you always pure Forced to grow up, I was immature. Forced to grow up, I was immature. And I am John Spreece, and that was Diane. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs>